1: Yo, what's up? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Thursday, May 25th, 2023. I'm one of your hosts, blessing Addio A. Jr. Joining me is the LaCroix Poppy himself, aka the man with the Grande Coffee. I got that size wrong, didn't I? Aka
0: Trenta, Tim, Ma, Bugging Geddes. Blood Tim Most. How are you doing, Bless?
1: I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing, Tim?
0: Your hair's coming in. Hey. We were talking about this. You know, hey. it's just like we got to get to that right, right moment. It's looking good. I appreciate it. Yeah. I. I'm a bit tired and a bit sore. Oh, yeah.
1: I've been talking to Greg about trying to get back on working out. I've been trying to go to the gym with Roger. Mm-hmm. I've not done that multiple days yet. But I have been doing Ring Fit. And, and Beat Saber. And Beat Saber. And I woke up this morning with soreness in areas I didn't know could get sore. Oh, I am like I have like a back region here oh, yeah. that's a little yeah. bit sore.
0: And I'm like, is that, is that
1: a symptom of old age? Yeah,
2: yeah. You know, <laughs> Is that, that
0: me about to turn 30 soon? It, you know, once you hit 25, that's when people are allowed to feel they lower the back. back. Not everybody yes. does. Not everybody gets graced with that until maybe 30 or something like that. Mm. But where are you at now? 28? 28. 28. I'm about to yeah. turn 29 very yeah. Yeah. soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm
1: scared. There it goes. Starts there. <laughs> what what do I do is. in my last year of my, of my 20s? Yeah. I turn 29. I'm about, that's going to be July. I turn 29. Damn. Do I take back the year? <laughs> do I like? Do I buy some property? Like, What, what, do I, what direction do I go, Tim?
0: Do it all. Live it up, bless. All right, I support you. All right, I'm gonna buy some property <laughs> first. <laughs> I gotta figure out where I can afford property. It's not San Francisco, let me tell you. Tim, how are you feeling mm-hmm.
1: one day after the showcase?
0: Oh, I'm feeling a lot. Yes, yeah. feeling a lot. You know, it's it's uh it's a lot to take in. Um, I will say on the positive side, I watched the Spider-Man two, uh, presentation yeah. in 4K on my TV, and Same. oh my God, oh, it was beautiful. it's beautiful. So yeah, looks so it cool. looks very impressive, and realizing this is Insomniac after what we've already known them to do with spider-man one with miles morales being a great taste of ps5 the rtx and all that stuff they even had that that rtx uh the midway performance mode thing that i was like hey cool i yeah. feel like that's the the kind of performance the, yes like the, that's great insomniac has been pushing the text tech, tech forward and then you see rift apart right mm-hmm. seeing Ratchet Clank have that back and forth and seeing yesterday miles and peter be able to seemingly on the fly go back and forth. The potential of that, I think, is really cool. I still have my my trepidations, just like I did watching Rift Apart trailers and promotional material, where I was like, this is cool, but like, is it really going to be just this, this cutscene heavy and feeling this scripted of like, just in these moments you're pulling the rifts? Mm-hmm. And I feel like on the Spider-Man side, it could be the same. But you think about Grand Theft Auto V and switching between the characters and how cool that was, but that also involved a like fly out, fly in, let's see if it worked correctly type thing. Whereas this looked so seamless. Um, and with the level of fidelity and are power that of that there, it really is S S B.
1: Um, one. so
0: yeah, the Spider-Man side, I feel like I've only gotten higher on everything else from the showcase. I mean, I think disappointing is the word I feel mm-hmm. like, you know, time with the quality of good, bad and all that stuff, I think is almost irrelevant because no matter who I've talked to every single person's used the word disappointed to describe Mm -hmm. what we got yesterday compared to what we expect from PlayStation at this point in time in the PS5's life cycle um and from what we know of the the talent that they have to work with the IP that they have to work with I I'd be surprised uh if people that keep up with this industry and keep up with these showcases if if somebody watched that and and wasn't disappointed
1: Mm -hmm. Tim I think for me I'm left with a lot of questions and also our audience is left with a lot of questions because a lot of you guys wrote in to com slash kfgd questions, so we're gonna get into all of it. Mm-hmm. Today's stories include a PlayStation Showcase recap, our Gollum review, and more because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and a week at 10 a.m. live right here on youtube.com slash Games and twitch.tv slash Games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. If you're watching live, you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kindofunnycom slash you're wrong. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on youtube.com slash kind of funny games or you can listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for kind of funny games daily remember you can use epic creator code kind of Funny on all epic store and epic in-game purchases like rocket league and fortnite to help support the channel to be a part of the show head to kind of funny.com slash kfgd to write in with your questions squad ups and more and remember patreon.com slash kind of funny will get you the show ad free plus a bevy of bonus content Housekeeping for you, in case you missed it, KFGD Yesterday uh, is available all uh, on podcast services around the globe, and it's all about how PlayStation is on top of the world. And also, our PlayStation Showcase episode of PS I Love You XOXO is up right now, all about how disappointed we are in the PlayStation Showcase. And both can be true. And both can be very true. And both are true. 100 percent and those are both up on youtube.com slash kind of funny games and then only on youtube and the live stream there's going to be a 30 minute post show where mike comes in and talk to his khd host about your youtube super chat questions so stay tuned for that over on patreon a new episode of remember blank where we talk all about our favorite omg moments in video games is up right now uh thank you to our patreon producer delaney twining today we're brought to you by rocket money and rtx but we'll tell you about that later for now let's begin with what is and forever will be the warper report it's time for some news
0: we have
3: five stories today but
0: the thick ones five thick stories five five
1: five real thick stories two c's tim Mm. starting with our number one we got a quick recap of yesterday's playstation showcase of course we did our live reactions which you can catch on youtube.com so that's kind of funny games we did our post showcase reactions which you can also catch on youtube.com slash so kind of funny games where we go item by item talking detail about our thoughts on each and everything uh, for those who want the KHD breakdown we're going to give it, give you a quick recap and then we're going to talk broadly about it and answer some questions cuz like I said a lot of you guys wrote in with some questions about the showcase and so starting at the top in order we got Fair Game from Haven Studios their multiplayer project uh, I described it in my notes as Watchdogs payday looking game it's a shooter it looks a lot like the the finals that we that uh, that we got a beta for uh, for recently. We then got Helldivers 2. That's uh, in a third person action perspective now. That is coming in 2023. And that's going to be a PS5 and PC game. It's also being published by PlayStation because that had the PlayStation Studios uh, um, intro to it. We got a new trailer for Immortals of Avium. We got Ghost Runner 2 being announced for 2023 with a sick-looking trailer. So sick looking trailer. Sick. We got Phantom Blade Zero being announced with a sick-looking trailer. Uh, That's coming from S-Game. We got Sword of the Sea coming from Giant Squid. Uh, They're the guys that made uh, Abzu, the Pathlets, etc. It's a very journey-looking game, uh, and it involves a lot of snowboarding, which looks cool. We then got Talos Principle 2. uh, That's coming out in 2023. We got Neva. That's coming from the Grease Dev,
0: uh, G-R-I-S, and that is coming out out in 2024. That's awesome. Just from the cinematic, there was no gameplay at all. but yeah. like, look tonally and stuff. Very, very, cool. very, very cool.
1: We also got Cat Quest coming twenty twenty four. We got Foam Star, which I described in my notes as Splatoon persona, uh, but mostly Splatoon. Uh, that is a new game coming from Square Enix. Uh, we got the Plucky Squire coming through in twenty twenty three with a new trailer. Teardown is coming to PlayStation, uh, and that got a 2023 window. Uh, we got MGS—I'm <laughs> pulling from my, directly from my notes from yesterday, and I wrote down MGS Triangle, which was revealed as MGS Delta, Snake Eater, and that is your MGS 3 remake. And we also got uh, The Master Collection, Volume 1, coming 2023. Uh, towers of Agaspa is coming 2024 final fantasy 16 got a new trailer alan wake 2 got a new trailer with october 17th 2023 as its release date assassin's creed mirage is coming october 12th with a new tra- uh, gameplay trailer revenant hill that's the night in the woods looking game got a, got a reveal
0: <laughs> <laughs> i love everyone this looking game, this looking <laughs> game. it's stri- real though it's yeah. real
1: In all my notes if i have to like remind myself what a thing looks like i just put looking game next to it we got grand blue fantasy uh, relink uh coming winter 2023 We got Street Fighter 6, which is a Street Fighter 5-looking game. We got an Ultra. It actually looks way better than Street Fighter 5. We got Ultros getting revealed. That is the trippy game. Uh, It's coming 2024. That's the one where it seems like you got to be on a lot of drugs if you want to get the full experience on that one. Tower of Fantasy uh, is coming to PlayStation. Dragon's Dogma 2 got a gameplay reveal. Five Nights at uh, Help 1 and 2 uh, had a trailer. RE4 VR had a trailer, and this is the whole VR section. We got Arizona Sunshine VR, Crossfire Sierra Squad, Synapse coming July 4th, and Beat Saber is out now. And then we got Marathon coming from Bungie. That is a PvP extraction shooter, and that got a cool-looking trailer. Then we got Destiny the Final Shape. Then we move on to Concord coming from Firewalk. That's another one of those PlayStation multiplayer games that is slated for 2024 with the PS5 and PC, uh, um, uh, PS5 and PC releases. And I wrote down, it looks like some space shit. Uh, Gran Turismo movie, got a trailer. And then we got the intro of Project Q, which is the handheld with info coming soon. That is the remote play handheld. That looks like somebody cut a PlayStation 5 controller in half and then stuck it to a the tablet. had mini. Uh, we got screen. the the reveal, of the PlayStation earbuds, and then to close it out, we got the Spider-Man 2 extended trailer featuring Craven, Venom, uh, Venom, and No Date, and the lizard, and the lizard.
0: He's a big lizard. He's a big old
1: big old lizard. Doctor Connors is uh, up to no good once again. Tim,
0: yes. reading it through.
1: Mm-hmm. Like, I, I guess, where do you want to start? Is my question here. There's a
0: a lot of places, man. Like, I stand by that the content there was really good. It's just in a showcase, a PlayStation showcase that didn't live up to expectations presented and set by what PlayStation has done in the past for their showcase brand. Like, that needs to mean more than it does, and now it doesn't anymore. And that we can't say they've all been incredible because now they haven't been. Mm -hmm. Again, I don't think this one was bad by any means. It was a bad showcase, PlayStation showcase, because we expect those to be 10 out of 10 incredible. Um, so I, I likened it. I tweeted this yesterday. I likened this to the post end game MCU movies where the biggest problem is they're just not as good or as hype as what we want them to be. Cause we know what they could be. And we know what we've had before with the buildup and it meeting expectations. Mm-hmm. And here we are, it's the buildup and it's like, we're getting stuff where, you know, there's still some wins. I love Shang-Chi. Yeah. You know, um, what was that one game that looks super sick
1: Project or, um, I know exactly what you're talking about. Phantom Blade. Phantom Blade. You you see
0: that? You're like, oh, wow, this is cool. And then I think the other similarities, Spider-Man is a standout. Spider-Man 2, Spider-Man No Way Home. Big fan of both of those things, right? Um, But besides that, I feel like it's just a similar thing of like, we want this to be better than it is. We had so many expectations going in, and to not get those things is just disappointing. That's the only word. Having said that, there was just the reality that all the things we were looking forward to are still going to happen. Like, every Mm -hmm. single prediction we were talking about, it— Most of our predictions were not, oh my God, get hyped, these are... Out of nowhere, things—they're all like, no, they're gonna happen. Yeah, most of our like, predictions we know, uh, are the go- next game from this person, the next game from exactly. this team.
1: Exactly, a new team of game is gonna happen, right? We're gonna see at some point. A go- Ghost of Shima Two is probably pro- probably gonna happen. We're gonna see it at some point, right? The list goes on. Ben Studio is gonna make a game at some point, right? We're gonna figure out what Media Molecule is up to eventually. Like the all list goes things. on in terms of PlayStation Studios and what they're working on, who we know they're partnered with, and when when we're gonna see those things. I guess the when is the question uh, the, for me. And yeah, I think for me when I look. When I look back at this a day later, right, like I'm with you in terms of the the disappointment. And the fact of the matter is, like, I would have been disappointed. This was a four out of five, also. Like, this PlayStation Showcase has has cemented itself so far as being a showcase that you can expect five out of five reveals from, right? Like, that is how we look at the one from 2020. That's how we looked at the one from 2021, where we got Spider-Man Two, Wolverine, God of War, Ragnarok, etc. Um, I'm expecting greatness, right? And I, for me, I still come down on, I think this is fine. Like, I think what we got was okay. This would have been, uh, if this was an opening night live, I still would have given it a three out of five, but I would have been, I I would have been more impressed, right? Like, and, th- and that is me comparing, like, we have different expectations for these different kinds of things. Uh, And so, yeah, like, I think getting Con- Concord from Firewalk, all right, cool, nice to know that, th- th- nice to get, like, an actual reveal of their game. I wish we would have seen more. Getting Marathon from Bungie, all right, cool, like, yeah, it's nice to see Bungie working on a different IP, a PvP extraction shooter. There's a lot we can read into there, but it's really neat to know that this is what they're working on officially. Getting new, getting uh, what you mentioned, right, the uh, Phantom Blade Zero, that game looks really cool, and I think there's there's a large handful of games here that look really cool and that I am looking forward uh, to playing, Held Iris 2 being another one, right? I think that's actually bigger than people are, are, are giving it credit for. That looks like it, it could come out and have a big wave, big wave uh, once it actually comes out. I'm all about it uh but yeah for me i think going forward i have a lot of questions in terms of where are we going to see last of us where when is the next playstation showcase like what it when is ghost two um and i guess that does bring me into the audience questions that are written in because a lot of people wrote in and a lot of people wrote in with the same questions which is where we get our headline for this episode from fiddlesticks writes in the kind of funny.com slash kfgd and says I have a question on the topic of yesterday's disappointing showcase. Since we're still left knowing pretty much nothing about what Sony's first-party studios have planned after the release of Spider-Man 2 this fall, do you think Sony has another showcase planned for later this year? If not, do you think these reveals will be in random state of plays, like the Spider-Man one I'm sure we're going to get, or are we really going to have to wait till this time next year to hear anything Jakey Oz also writes in and says, It's been a year and a half since the last PlayStation Showcase. Do we have to wait that long for the next one? Do they have another showcase sooner than that? Or do they make their first-party announcements, such as Ghost 2 and whatever Naughty Dog, Bend, Housemark, etc. are working on at a separate event, such as Game Awards or Summer Game Fest. Thanks for making the showcase yesterday fun. And then Nick Evans from Co-Op64 also writes in and says, Hey, KFG Duo. Yesterday, there were a few games that were highly speculated to be at the PlayStation Showcase that did not show up. My question is when, and my question is when, and more importantly, where do you think we'll see Last of Us Factions? Death Stranding Two, Stellar Blade, Final Fantasy 7 Rebirth, Tekken 8, Astro's Next Game, and do you think there's a possibility of another PlayStation Showcase this year? Thanks for what you do. The bulk of questions we got today were about where do we see these games, yep. and do we get another PlayStation Showcase? this year tim where are you at with that
0: i think uh it's a very interesting uh, question i think that we have multiple places some of those things could show up mentioning factions mentioning death stranding 2 these are both games that have ties to keely and summer game fest in the past so seeing them there would not be a surprise um last year we saw last of us make an appearance last of us factions make an appearance uh very very brief Uh, Small appearance, but an appearance nonetheless at Summer Game Fest, and I can imagine PlayStation wanting to have some type of presence there. Uh, Before yesterday, I really would have thought in their PlayStation showcase, they would have been like, no, 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 this is where we're doing this all. Clearly, they didn't do that, so they do still need to announce these things. I think that Summer Game Fest Game Awards are two places they totally could, but when you look to history... Um, PlayStation Showcase has only existed since 2020 as a brand with mm-hmm. what that means. Before that, there was the E3 press conferences that they would do, and we've talked about those forever. Most people here know what we think about them in a PS3-era uh, understanding, mm-hmm. PS4-era understanding. Really, that and the 2015, 16, 17, 18 era yeah. of what that all meant. Moving into the PS5, that's when State of Plays transitioning into that and then Showcases were born. With the showcases, we got one in May, and then we got one in September for that first, or was it maybe June? June. Mm. June and September 2020, leading into the PS5's launch. And both of those had banger announcements. A lot of them. Then we got the next one in 2021. Banger announcements throughout Mm. it all. Then we didn't get one in 2022, and now we got this one. There's not enough historical evidence to come up with a pattern, but they totally could do one in September that is... Hey, Spider-Man's now out. We can celebrate that. Yeah. Here's what's coming next, because we still need to know what's coming next. What is coming in end of year this year, early next year? We have absolutely no idea, officially. Yeah. But we have a lot of ideas, because we know how games work.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I. It makes me think a lot about where Sony sees, sees themselves in 2023, because we've seen brands like PlayStation, Xbox, Nintendo, over the years, Mainly PlayStation, and Xbox. Nintendo has been pretty Nintendo for a while, but PlayStation, and Xbox, kind of like change and evolve and find different identities. I when we talk about PS2 PlayStation versus PS3 PlayStation versus PS4 PlayStation, we're often talking about different Playstations, right? Me and Greg talk about it all the time on PS Love You about um, PlayStation being kind of weird in the PS3 era and how that's both a celebrated thing, but also it was a risky thing in terms of you know owning the what, the fat princesses and the little big planets and, like, a lot of the, the like, the, the weird, the the journeys, the weird games that PlayStation would take own and be like, hey, this is us. This is our, our our identity. You go into the PS4 era and you find PlayStation, find this footing with these big, what we call the prestige PlayStation first-party titles, and now it is The God of Wars, The uh, Last of Uses, The Naughty Dog Games, The uh, Ghost of Shima's that style Horizon. of game, The Horizons. And... The thing that I'm trying to figure out is are we seeing <clears throat> excuse me, another shift in terms of the identity of PlayStation, how they view themselves, and how they view where to even put their games? Because up until now, it has been, oh, yeah, you can expect to see PlayStation games at PlayStation showcases, at PlayStation press conferences, right? And that that is me going back to the 2015, 2016 showcases as well. We, Death Stranding 2 being revealed at Game Awards, I think, is very, very interesting. Obviously, there's the Kojima Connection. Like, that makes sense for what it is, but then you go back to Last of Us, that multiplayer game, coming out, or Last of Us, I guess, its whole presence at uh, uh, Summer Game Fest last year, right? And Neil Druckmann actually showing up on stage and talking about Last of Us Part 1 being the remake, talking about uh, uh, the Last of Us multiplayer game, showing concept art and saying we'll be back next year. I wonder if this is PlayStation looking towards the Jeff Keely's of the world and maybe outside showcases that aren't just the PlayStation thing going These are becoming more viable places for us to announce and showcase first party, big first party stuff. Because PlayStation looks at Last of Us Part 1, I'm pretty sure, as a, hey, we view this with the same prestige as a Horizon. We Mm -hmm. view this with the same prestige as a God of War, right? Like, Last of Us Part 1 is a big release for us. They revealed that at Summer Game Fest, which is weird, right? Like, that is different from what we've gotten historically. I
0: do think it's important to note that they didn't have a showcase last year. For sure. And they did this year. Yeah. So it's like, if they had one last year... The Last of Us announcement, I'm willing to bet would have been at the PlayStation Showcase, not at Summer Game Fest. But you're right about bringing – the Kojima thing is interesting because of connections and, like, Kojima not being PlayStation Studios, but we just associate it with it, especially Death Stranding, all of that stuff. Uh, but then the last of a side, there is now the HBO multi-market type thing. So I feel like that is the Jeff Keighley nom de plum, where he loves the celebrities. He loves having the the guests on stage that are going to get that, the New York Times article, not just the IGN article, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that that makes sense. And I, I do, to your point, I think that PlayStation are are not just willing, they want to play ball with Keighley. They yeah. want to own Summer Game Fest, Kickoff Live, and their showcase, and everything, because they want that dominance. Like Jim Ren's talked about dominance yeah. right, in the industry.
1: But then, but that makes me wonder, what do we see at Summer Game Fest? Like, I expect, at this point, I expect something from PlayStation. Probably last most multiplayer, but maybe even more based on what I we're not seeing. I don't expect it. Yeah. And I, this isn't me saying, like, I expect, like, the first party blowout <laughs> that we expect from Showcase, right? But, like... What if we were getting like, you know, one big announcement, a, a Jeff Keighley thing, right? Like, what if it is Last of Multiplayer at Summer Game Fest and then Game Awards? It is, I don't know, like Astrobot or a Bend game, right? Again, not like a big blowout, but the bit like we see some of these big PlayStation proceeds, first party games start to make their way into other things. And PlayStation treat PlayStation Showcase as, hey, here's a big ass commercial. <laughs> like, here's where we can talk about talk about any of the things that we're working on, right? But, like, we're going to save those big hitters for where we can put them in a place where you're getting other third-party stuff, and it's going to be the biggest thing there. Lastus is going to be the biggest thing at, at Summer Game Fest. Death Stranding 2 is going to be the biggest thing at Game Awards. What if that is the strat? Yeah.
0: It's interesting. I I I don't see that happening, like, fully. I can mm-hmm. see them dabbling with it and experimenting. Like, the funniest thing is the showcase we watched yesterday was what it was. If the showcase was what we expected it to be, it is always a messy thing of like you can't put too many good things in because then you just kind of blew the load of announcements like you can only announce a game once then every time we see it again it doesn't have that same even if we're getting new information even if we're getting gameplay or we're getting uh, a release date or getting something like that it's never as exciting as that first reveal so for for them if every single if 10 of the things we've been predicting were in that showcase yesterday that means the next showcase isn't going to be able to have that level of oomph, yeah. right? So I feel like PlayStation really needs to define what a state of play is, what a PlayStation showcase is, and what would make sense to be there. Um, I'm not, I don't know sports. So I don't know. It's not sacrificial lab. It's going to be more just like the little spy that goes out and like mm-hmm. gets in there. But like the one like, guest star, essentially, that they give to Summer Game Fest to still rock that show and rep PlayStation and win yeah. that show. You know, I feel like they have more than enough uh, things and, again, IP and teams and talent to be able to distribute that way and, like, across the board kind of kill it.
3: Yeah, really quick to back that up, uh, because I see chat popping off, Um, uh, not blowing the load too early and not showing too many things. You can only release uh, or, uh, you know, announce a game once, uh, especially with, like, who knows how far ahead the development is how far away the game is like let's just remind everybody of like Xbox when they reveal uh, revealed avowed and uh, like uh, fuck I'm forgetting like all of the other games that they revealed like what three years ago Mm -hmm. and now the question has become three years later of like where the fuck are these games you know so yeah it is like a kind of you got to find that middle ground of not doing too much but just enough to get people excited for the future because then uh, in the moment you're Excited, but then three years later, like, damn, where are all these games that you know this uh company announced
1: for sure? And I mean, I, and, and, and I'm with that. I think my thing though is 2024 is still pretty like there's still question marks for PlayStation, which make which, which I think
0: 2024 or 2023?
1: 2024, right? I think we know what 2023 is, right? We know that this year I think it's just gonna be Spider Man 2 and Helldivers and uh, um, those like smaller things, yeah, the smaller Batman. things, or right? third still part. Or big
0: Bl- things like Final Fantasy,
1: yeah, exactly, right? And like maybe Stellar Blade or, or unless like some of these get pushed, but. 2024 in terms of big playstation stuff we still have stuff to talk about and i think that does lend to the idea of a playstation showcase i the again it's weird because they've not done a great job of setting expectation on how often you can expect a playstation showcase and so like i don't want to get sit here and like get people hyped for the idea of a playstation another one happening in 2020 2023 and of course like this is all speculation is us just like but it makes sense it makes sense right like makes all the. where are you going to talk about your 2024 games they didn't
0: announce the things that we know they're going to announce. Yeah. They have to announce them somewhere. Like, to Nick Evans right in
1: here, they got to talk about Last of Us Factions they somewhere. They have to. They got to talk... Well, they don't have to talk about Death Stranding too. But like, Stellar Blade, I'll expect them to talk about that somewhere, especially if, say, that does push from 2023 to 2024 because I think there's still more to be known about that. Uh, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, you're going to have that at a PlayStation thing. Tekken 8, that would make sense to have at a PlayStation thing. And then like, yeah, you have the questions of Astro's next game and like the stuff that we don't, that we don't fully know about. You got a lot of shit to talk about, and you got a 2024 to paint a picture with. You gotta start doing that somewhere. And whether that is, hey, last <laughs> last multiplayer game shows up at Game Awards and like maybe or not Game Awards at um, Summer Game Fest, and then maybe something else shows up at Game Awards. You could do that, but I would expect a little bit more in terms of setting the tone for
0: 2024.
1: Yep. Tim, mm-hmm. let's keep talking about the PlayStation Showcase. Story let's number two. Konami explains the Delta symbol for MGS3 Remake. This comes directly from at Metal Gear on Twitter, where they tweeted out, The Delta symbol was chosen because its meaning fits the concept of the remake project. Delta means change or difference without changing structure. Hashtag Metal Gear Solid. Hashtag MGS Delta. Uh, I want to go from that into a question from Nico Rodriguez, who writes in and says, I've never played any of the Metal Gear games. As such, the new announcements have me confused. What is the best way to get into the series for the first time? Can I start with the new Delta Snake Eater as my first entry, or do I need to play one and two from the collection first? Do you believe they will remake one and two as well? And if so, why not start out in release order instead of three first? Tim? What's your read on Metal Gear Solid 3 uh, uh,
0: Remake or Metal Gear Solid Delta Snake Eater uh, a day later? My, my read is, I, to answer Nico's question, I feel like at this point, you should wait and we should see how good this remake actually is. Mm-hmm. Um, the sides are pointing to this being a remake. They're not titling it with three is because three chronologically is the first in the series, Nico. You yeah. wouldn't know that, but it takes place a long time ago. Um, so I feel like they might be trying to do set, start the remake cadence chronologically as opposed to release order which i think with the metal gear st- solid story could make sense nowadays um where i think some uh franchises that it, release order is like the best way to do it i For think sure. metal gear they could make it work especially if they're making small differences and tweaks to to make that three make was sense.
1: the first one i played and i absolutely adored it and like i then played in a really weird release order because i went from three to then playing the first half of four got to a big part went back to one then played two and then played the rest of four yeah which is a fucked up way to play it but also a great way Things were different it. back then. Yeah. You, know, you
0: get in where you fit in, uh, but I think a lot about the Resident Evil franchise and with those remakes and how incredibly great they are. Um, but it's weird where there we don't have the Resident Evil One remake. We had a remake of Resident Evil One, but not in the style of what the new remakes are like. Mm. Um, but that those playing any of them which is just kind of like fun experiences. Metal Gear, the story, the lore, the understanding of the characters and where they go matters so much. So if I were you, I would wait. Let's see how this goes. Uh, and then with that, there's still too many questions for us to really be able to decide, like, is this going to be good or is this going to be bad? Does this yeah. need Kojima to work or can they make it work to the people uh, that are making this care as much as the teams that made resident evil remake and Tony Hawk's pro skater remake. And some of these remakes that we've gotten recently dead space uh, that are just absolutely incredible um, and kind of enhancing the vision for modern times. And that's kind of where I'm leaning at right now. It's like, I expect that I've seen a lot of takes uh, of people uh, talking shit that Kojima's not involved. And I totally understand that I love Kojima and him. This is his baby in a lot of ways. And I would much prefer him be involved in this than not. Having said that, I feel like there's some extremist takes out there that are just like, you're, you're reaching here saying mm. that that wasn't good just because Kojima's not involved. Like, sure. that trailer was awesome. We were caught off guard a little bit, I think, in terms of like how they presented it, but mm. that was hype as hell. Like, sure, it wasn't a 15 minute Kojima odyssey of a trailer. I don't know that things need to be anymore, yeah. especially for a remake, a, an announcement of a remake. And here's the thing had that not leaked, had we not expected it coming, that literally would have been one of the craziest. Holy shit, we explode moments of all time. Mm-hmm. Because it was leaked, we we're all kind of like, is it? Oh, it's Snake Eater. Oh, it's Snake Eater. Yeah. <laughs> I think the thing for me and
1: like my I'm it's funny because I'm both I was both hyped for this trailer, but then also kind of underwhelmed a little bit by, by this trailer is this trailer almost feel feels like ink hitting a page, right? It feels like them being like, Hey, this is this is happening and they're announced they're like this announcement felt more like, Hey, we gotta announce that this is happening as opposed to let's reveal this to the world. Cause it like seeing Snake's face in the trailer was the moment where I was like, yo, this is fucking cool. Like, this is, this looks amazing. This is everything I want. But then afterwards, there was this lingering feeling of, man, this was, that was missing an energy for me. Like, even rewatching the trailer, there's something that, there's something that is very u- <clears throat> unique to Metal Gear that is the energy that Metal Gear has. And it is a wacky energy. It is kind of that Kojima energy, right? And I'm not, even, like, this isn't me saying that we need a 12 minute trailer or a long ass trailer, but that little something extra, whether it be, An actual codec call whether it be something to show fans that hey this is going to retain everything you love about about this game that is the thing that i that i was missing and it's when i when i look at this right like i don't i don't think this is going to be bad i don't think this is going to be like oh man they ruined metal gear solid 3 i don't think i it's really hard to do that if you make a faithful remake of metal gear solid 3 like what the fuck are you gonna fuck up on this thing but i think there there is the idea for me of it not feeling like it is hitting all the details in the way that I want, right? Like, give me all the Easter eggs, give me all the weirdness, all the wackiness that is present in a melagear that does make melagear what it is to uh, for me. I wonder and I worry about them not hitting that.
0: See, I'm surprised you say that because I saw like a breakdown video of them being like, "Oh, this is the bird from this scene, and this is the that, and the whole like the rising escalation of the animals eating each other and stuff." Mm-hmm. I'm like. If this ended saying directed by Hideo Kojima, this trailer, I feel like people would have been all fucking over it. Yeah, but, yeah, but that's just me.
1: To Nico's question though about um, play do I do you play the one and two? Right, talking about the the uh, collection that's coming out. I'll say yeah, like go for it. Like you yeah, I if they end up remaking one and two again, then you could just play them again, right? Like I I, I like. That, that, that seems like a fine way to do it. I, if you end up loving 1 and 2 from the collection, you're going to want to replay them again in a modern, remade form, especially if they're able to nail uh, Metal Gear Solid Delta. My question is, if they remake 1 and 2, like what do they call them? Metal Gear Delta Substance? <laughs> I mean, Substance, I, don't, whatever I don't know. Two was?
0: I, maybe, right? Like, I mean, they could always just call it Twin Sna- Metal Gear Solid Twin Snakes. Yeah. Twin Snakes is like the subtitle of the first game like in... Or even just tactical espionage action. I don't know. They could do I a guess, lot of things yeah. for the, the first game, but um, I saw uh, uh, Andre from Game Explain. He was like, "They should have called this remake instead of Delta. They should have called it Metal Gear Solid Twin Snake Eater." <laughs>
1: oh yeah, that's pretty good. I saw that. I saw that. So stupid,
0: uh, but made me laugh.
1: Tim, I want to talk to you about. But
0: Re- real, one. real quick, I just want to uh, say: the more I think about this collection, the more I'm just like. Shaking my head at how let down I am by yeah. it. You have to collect volume one of this collection and we get Metal Gear Solid one, two and three, not even the definitive versions of those games. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, yeah, we're just putting them together. Maybe we'll get four at some point. Maybe we'll get some. Maybe four. we'll get all these other ones. And it's like, we all right, cool. Get
1: four. There's
3: no way to play it on a modern console. It's
0: just ridiculous that it's like we're getting this. They again, don't care,
1: man. Again, I like I have such little faith in Konami. That's kind of where I'm at with, with, with this whole thing of I will believe it when i see it i don't think we're gonna get four i i, I think that it's just work for them and they're like fuck it dude we don't like making money <laughs> like that's how i view it we make enough money from pachinko machines and Yu-Gi-Oh. we don't need to actually put what, in work what does to, volume two
3: end up being
1: nothing it doesn't come out that's I mean, my leg- prediction legitimately yeah, I, I don't with, think I'm it comes out.
0: here like this is just it's like it, this reads to me as just soulish cash grab yeah and it's like you can put just a little more soul and make a lot more cash y'all Before we get into story number three, speaking of making some
1: people a lot more cash, let me tell you about patreon.com slash kind of funny games over on patreon.com slash kind of funny games. You can go and get the show ad free. And speaking of ads, let us tell you about
0: our sponsors. Shout out to RTX for sponsoring this episode. If you're looking to spend an amazing summer weekend in Austin, Texas, the RTX convention is the perfect excuse. RTX is a gaming, comedy, animation and podcast festival that Rooster Teeth is throwing in Austin, Texas at the convention center from July 7th through 9th. And rumor has it a couple kind of funny people whose names may or may not rhyme with Motrike Like and Loey Moel are planning to head down to party as well. RTX has so much to offer over the three days with activities like a free paranormal-themed escape room, Achievement Hunter, mini-golf, VTubing with Ruby characters, and over a dozen live shows with guests like Dungeons & Daddies and Therapy Gecko. There are also evening events each night, from parties to a comedy showcase, an evening rave and everything in between that can be found in Austin. Buying Ultra and Platinum badges will get you the highest perks, but... There's also a solid deal right now where people that purchase weekend and daily badges get another badge for 50% off. Go to rtxaustin.com to select badges and to find additional information. Don't miss out on one of the biggest parties in Austin this summer. Shout out to Rocket Money for sponsoring this episode. We all love gobbling up content and we have an understanding of what subscriptions we use. Or do we? Do you know how much your subscriptions daily cost most americans think that they spend around 80 dollars a month on subscriptions when the actual total is closer to 200 plus you could be wasting hundreds of dollars each and every month on subscriptions that you don't even know about rocket money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions it monitors spending and it helps you lower your bills all in one place Rocket Money has saved some of us here at Kind of Funny a ton of money, and it can help you too. Rocket Money also helps you manage all your finance in one place and automatically can help you categorize your expenses so you can easily track your budget in real time. So stop throwing your money away. You can cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash kind of funny. That's rocketmoney.com slash kind of funny. rocketmoney.com slash kind of funny.
1: And we're back with story number three. Alan Wake 2 is a digital-only title. This comes directly from a post on their website where they say, why is Alan Wake 2 a digital-only release? And I love that they're doing a Q&A before the questions were even asked. Uh, there are many reasons for this. For one, a large number, uh, a num- a large number of have shifted to digital-only. That's how they write it. Uh, you can buy a Sony PlayStation 5 without a disk drive, and Microsoft's Xbox Series S is a digital-only console. It is not uncommon to release modern games as digital-only. Secondly, not, not releasing a disc helps keep the price of the game to $60 in uh, the PC version at, at $50. Finally, we did not want to ship a disc product and have it require a download for the game. We do not think this would make for a great experience
0: either. Tim, this caused a whole hubbub as it broke yesterday. What's your read on this? I mean, it's unfortunate, but it's the reality. I'm a huge fan of physical media. I always have been, but it's getting sillier and sillier to be a fan of it um, with what we're given. We're given scraps at best. Uh, and on the game side, hey, here's a disc. Maybe um, mm-hmm. you might just be physically buying a box. And most likely, there's going to be a day one patch. Um, you look at things like Final Fantasy 16. I don't know if you guys talked about this on the show a couple days ago, but mm-hmm. they were like, yo, like, you're not going to need a day one patch. Like, the goal is you put the game in and it works. And like for a AAA game on the scale of a Final Fantasy 16 coming forth and saying that I'm like man like how weird is it that I want to applaud that Yeah <laughs> like that is so opposite of the standard these days so this doesn't surprise me at all we've seen it before this is a bigger game than uh, I would expect this to have a physical uh release but on the music side of things we've been seeing this a lot on the uh Blu-ray and then TV movie side of things it's just like incredibly disappointing as a huge fan of this stuff, that we're at a point now that on digital, they're getting some of the better offerings than we're even getting, even if you get the physical version. You buy the physical, and it's like, cool, you get the bit rate, but doesn't have the proper HDR, doesn't have this, doesn't have that. I just hate that this is where we are, but mm-hmm. we're there entirely. And then you not even bringing up, the streaming show side of things, of like, oh, yeah. with, with HBO and Disney Plus now just taking shows off their um, services. Mandalorian, WandaVision, any of those shows... Do not have physical versions. Like, you, they're never released on Blu-ray.
3: If they decide to remove them, they're gone.
0: They're just gone. And, like, that is so upsetting to somebody like me that wants to just buy and own these fucking things. So... I understand Daniel Summers coming in here and yeah. having this question.
1: Yeah, Daniel Summers ha- uh, writes in with this question, right? Hello, KHD hosts. Arguably, the most groundbreaking news of the PlayStation Showcase was Remedy announcing that Alan Wake 2, a AAA single-player title, has no plans for a physical release. As a proponent of physical media who is able and willing to pre-order $70 games off of Amazon... This news immediately turned me off to the game because of what its success could mean for the future. I understand it's easy to poke fun at my reaction and stance in 2023, but could remedy slash epic games decision set the precedent of a digital only future? I think the precedent is already set. Yeah. Like I I think we are gonna we're barreling towards that future, whether we like it or not. And I I don't think it'll be completely digital only, right? Like I think physical stuff for games are going to exist for as long as I guess PlayStation and Xbox have disk drives that they attach to the console, whether through a USB or literally built-in. But, like, you know, collect, collector's editions exist. Um, oh, what is the... Is it 8-bit? Or, like... I am 8-bit. I am 8-bit. I do, they do physical releases for, mm-hmm. for like, special editions for things, right? Like, that, that stuff exists. I think there's still a ba- very big audience for physical stuff. I was talking to a friend recently who... You know he is somebody who is more on the casual side of being into video games and we we're talking about it and like he's not played video games in, like a decade and he and he's a lawyer and he was very upset about the idea of wait i want to i, I want to buy this physical game but i can't play it without downloading another thing like and he was talking about like how does that work legally like we should start a, a class action and i was like dude let me tell you you're you're way late to this. <laughs> like you needed to get on that on on that thing like uh, 10 years ago if you wanted to make that happen. But yeah, like there's still a big audience out there that I think does that that does want the physical version of a game because they like that ownership. And I think for as long as that demand is there, you'll have physical versions of games, at least a good amount of games, but yeah, like I think digital as it's getting more and more popular is only going to take over more and there's going to be less of a reason to at least have a physical release that is on the same level of as you have had it. Maybe you you see people people produce less physical, physical versions. Maybe you see people stick to like the special editions and stuff. But it's gonna phase out. Like it's I, it's we're we're gonna see a less. I list. find it
3: interesting. Really quick, sorry, is that uh, they say secondly, not releasing a disc helps keep the price of the game at fifty nine ninety nine uh, on console U S dollar and the PC version at forty nine ninety nine. Do you think like is that the do we think that's the real justification of, like a lot of these bigger companies have uh, been having, uh, bumping it up to 70 of like the production costs to make these games physical? And do you think that they will try to keep that as long as they can so they can still justify a $70 price point? So for things like Tears of the Kingdom and like all these like pre- uh, PS5 first party games and Xbox first party games.
0: I, I don't think so because I think the physical side of stuff that's more on the publisher side like less the dev side of things so i feel like at the end of the day when it comes to like you were bringing up demand uh with it like as long as there's a demand i i don't think that that they're now being led by demand of the consumers for physical media i think it's more of we're still not at that turnover point of cloud and internet and everything being the lion's share of the market for everybody being able to have access the moment that that pushes over physical is just done and i feel like we're already getting there i think that we are way closer to that than people want to accept Mm -hmm. and i mean the evidence is everywhere we look when it comes to any of the big three um and even when you add the pc side like pretty much exclusively yeah (laughs) things are digital over there and things like steam like as a storefront itself right um i think that that has kind of the, the moment that that got as big as it did and allowed everything that it has and then we've seen the epic game store and things like that on the pc side and then every single whether it's cloud-based things like nintendo switch online of like you get the the games that are access to them game pass things like that but then also just hard drives and ssds being kind of like an expected thing in the same way that generations ago it was expected that if you buy a playstation you're also going to get a memory card or else you're gonna have a really hard time or a great time replaying middle Gear solid over and over and over and over again from the very beginning like a lot of us did yeah yeah
1: to to uh, to bear's question right like I, i would think that to tim's point of it being more on the publisher side than on even the than on the development side i think you'd also see that reflect on physical prices versus digital prices where a a physical version of the of a game would then be 70 and then the digital version would then be 60 And and i i i think we've talked about that over the years of do we see that happen eventually do we see because you are paying all these extra prices as a publisher or distributor you know Getting your game in GameStop, having like all, having all these third parties to pay on the way to actually getting the game in the players' hands. If you're doing, if you're producing a physical version versus a digital version, where there are way less parties involved that you had to like share share money with. You know, I I, I, I had that expectation of it, of that maybe coming to fruition of seeing the difference uh, the difference between digital and physical prices. Yeah, I think I think at this point it's just video games are expensive to make. I think that's that that's what it comes down to in terms of the seventy dollar price point and the raising prices and stuff. Story number four, The Lord of the Rings Golem is the worst reviewed game of 2023. This is Tom Ivan at Video Games Chronicle. The Lord of the Rings Golem is now the worst rated game of 2023, according to review aggregation sites Metacritic and OpenCritic. Following several delays, co-publishers Nakon and Daedalic Entertainment released the game today for PC, PlayStation and Xbox consoles with a Nintendo Switch version scheduled to follow later this year. Metacritic's best games of 2023 rankings include 296 titles released so far this year. The PC version of The Lord of the Rings Gollum currently sits at number 295, with a meta meta score of 43, one place behind Clive & Wrench, which has a meta score of 50. However, the PS5 version of Gollum has has been even less well-received, placing last on the list at number 296, with a meta score of 38. Other versions of the game aren't included in Metacritic's rankings, which exclude titles uh, with fewer than seven critic reviews. Gollum also ranks uh, bottom of Open Critics' list of eligible uh, games released this year at number 213, with a score of 40. The Guardian's review labeled Gollum, quote, A derivative, uninteresting, and fundamentally broken stealth action-adventure that fails to capture anything interesting about Tolkien's fiction, end quote. Uh, Quote, the Lord of the Rings Golem is a broken mess of a game with outrageously uh, dated level design, clunky controls, a severe lack of polish, muddy and unimpressive graphics, and a dull story, according to Push Square. And then PC Games N said, quote, from exhausting, repetitive gameplay to a poorly constructed ne- uh, narrative, this is a piece of Middle Earth you should
0: never explore. Wow. Quote. The first announced next-gen game title. Yep. It's finally here, everybody. Next-gen's here. Next-gen's here. And you know what? We had somebody here play Golem. Did it, we really? We did. We used company time for this. We, we, mm-hmm. like, we review some of the biggest games out there. Mm-hmm. Good, bad, I guess this proves it, right? I mean, people want them reviews, and so who better to review it
1: than the one and only Roger Picorni. <laughs> of course, if you listen to... <laughs> if you listen to Kind of Feudy uh, this week, we were talking about how different people are playing different redacted, and Roger talked about the redacted he's playing, that redacted being Golem. Roger? Uh, are the streets right on this one? Is it the worst game of the year?
2: Oh, fuck. You know, I drew on the ground.
1: <laughs> <It's>
0: on the <laughs> ground? <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> had notes. I don't know them out.
2: God damn it, the fucking bit said, and it moved the page. Whatever. I got you. Gollum sucked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this game fucking sucks. Now, Did you beat it? Yes. Uh, so, a little backstory. I thought this was a funny joke. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, Gollum? No, it's the first ever next-gen title. It's history. Mm-hmm. I think this is a funny bit. I'm going to play it. Blessing calls me out immediately. He's like, hey, Roger, you're not going to beat Gollum. I said, watch me, motherfucker. I'm going to beat Gollum. So for a pizza bet, I was like, you know what? I'm going to beat Gollum by June 15th. We picked a random date on the calendar. Mm. And then to to be clear, right? We already had a pizza bet that it seems like I'm going to win, which me and Roger bet.
1: Roger had a bet that um, we're going to see a new Switch hardware this year. And I said, no way. So we made that a pizza bet. Uh, And I believe the deal was if... Roger, in this secondary pizza bet, if Roger actually beats Gollum, then it'll cancel out.
2: Nope, that's no not what we said. I want this fucking pizza, okay? Because I did 11 hours of Gollum. God damn it. I finished this game, chapter 10. You can check my trophies, okay? This game really is a two out of ten. Two out of five. Okay, of five, I, it, right. it was really close to being a one out of five. Okay, right tell me about the difference there. So the difference is, is that Seven hours into the game, it starts becoming somewhat of a real game. <laughs> Seven <laughs> hours into the game, so basically, what this is is this game. I expected this game to be kind of like Sticks. I don't know if you guys know what Sticks is. You know what Sticks is. Oh, yeah. Sticks is it's pretty similar to like it's it's. A small little goblin guy. He runs around, and it's a stealth game, so he can't beat these guys like head on, right? So he kind of goes in the shadows. He has all these different abilities. So I was kind of excited for this because I was like, okay, this could potentially be something like that—a competent stealth video game.
0: A sticks like a sticks, like
2: sticks like game. Uh, it's a new, it's a, it's new next genre. to the next to the Death Stranding uh, like games. Yeah, but this game is just instant fail stealth game. Like, it is the worst levels in the best games. It's that, this whole time. So it's like Uncharted 3, you know, the airport section, where you're, like, sneaking around, you get seen, right to the beginning. That's what this entire game is. (laughs) That's all you do. Uh, And the other thing that you do is just you jump around, you climb things. It's not like Uncharted, so there isn't, like, things falling. So you're just crawling for minutes, hours on end, and there's nothing to do. Uh, It is also baffling because this game technically is very weird. Uh, so I had a funny thing at the beginning where I was looking in the settings and I was like, oh, let me let change the HDR settings, make it all nice, make sure some performance, performance mode. And then I saw something that kind of piqued my interest, Tim. Yeah. Gollum hair physics. I oh. turned that on, crashed the game immediately. Oh. <laughs> and, and you're uh, playing on PlayStation. Yes, PlayStation 5. But oh I will say that they did update it uh, to 1.0, I think it was yesterday or two days ago. Uh removed Gollum Hair Physics. So no Gollum no Hair Physics. No one gets there. the hair physics. No one gets
1: the hair physics or That's a really weird feature <laughs> for play. Do you think that that was like meant to be a
2: PC only thing? And it might they be. They accidentally pushed it for the PlayStation version. yes But there's a lot of things in this game where I'm like, hmm, was this intended? Including the UI. Now there was an article written on Kotaku about the UI and the text of it, it looks like it's aerial font. Okay. Um, mm. So, which is really bizarre because there's a huge part of this game, huge, quote unquote, where you have to convince Gollum and Smeagol against each other. So you have these little, this... Insane. No. Oh, no. <laughs> God. Audio listeners, you have to join to watch this. You really have to watch this because, so oh. there's a huge part of this game and it's hilarious because it intros in the beginning where you have to, there's a little bird. There's a little, little tutorial section. It's a little bird. It's like, Gollum's like, I want to eat the bird. And then Smeagol's like, I don't want to eat this bird. So then it goes into this where it's just Gollum's in there looking at the screen and then you have to fight against Gollum or Smeagol and it's just, aerial font and eventually whatever you choose it doesn't fucking matter cuz the bird gets away and that's what all of this is it's like they're like hey we got to have this dueling personality type deal uh and it just keeps on like not adding to the story uh god this game is such a fucking fever dream and i can't believe that i spent 11 hours i spent all of my time that i could have been playing Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah, yeah. That's, and that's that's why I'm actually very impressed by yeah. this. And that's fact. why
3: he deserves this fucking pizza, all right? But oh, yeah I, yeah, I deserve
1: this Well, pizza. that's why I also, also, like, oh, this is a surefire bet. There's no way he beats Gollum. Uh, the fact that this code is going to come in right after Tears of the Kingdom comes out. <sighs> and there's no way he's
2: going to be able to pull himself from Tears of the Kingdom to play 11 hours of a terrible video game. And, guys, we just got to talk about how fucking upsetting it is to listen to this game because all you hear in your ear especially because the first seven hours of this game right this is the reason why it was almost a one out of five the first seven hours of this game is that you're in the orc territory right so it's Gollum talking to himself and if you just put your controller down he just starts going That's all you
1: hear. I need somebody, like, what I need is somebody to, like, uh, make an edit of Mario 64 and when Mario starts doing, like, his idle idle animation, put in the golem sound effect. That's all
2: you hear when you put down the fucking controller. And it is just the worst sound because he's talking to himself constantly. This guy won't shut the fuck up. He's talking, golem Spiegel, Gollum Spiegel. And then (laughs) you're you're with these these orcs and then they're like, I'm an orc, blah, blah, blah. So it's just the worst sound effects and also on top of that, that there is no like uh i guess like spatial awareness with any of this uh-huh. so an uh, orc from like down the street will make the same like sound like it's right next to you so it's gollum talking at full volume an orc talking at full volume for seven hours <laughs> but the reason why this game gets a two out of five and not a one out of five is because eventually you get into elf territory and it's like oh these are normal people these are normal people and they like it's normal under- men yeah this is normal men and they look at you and they're like that's a fucking gross little guy and i'm like okay finally we have some acknowledgement that this is bizarre <laughs> that this is a bizarre situation that we're in uh it is
3: mike i'm gonna need you to uh cancel whatever you, you guys have uh we play golem. Stream stuff and i need nick scarpino who's on set right now to play through the entirety of golem
1: i got a lot of questions about this game yes no, please a lot of ask. questions uh Let's just pretend for the sake of argument, chat that I have not been paying attention to this segment and I just saw a Gollum game and now I want to make fun of Andy Circus. Is Andy Circus in this game?
2: No, Andy Circus is not in this game.
1: Big missed opportunity.
3: Wow, it's
2: huge. It's huge. Maybe the biggest right. missed opportunity for this game. <laughs> yeah, that, that is the biggest missed opportunity That's the of this v- game. The big critique is it, that they don't have Andy Serkis. It really feels like a, t- uh, like a PS2 game. Like, mm. truly and honestly. Like, this would be a three out of five if it was published in the PS2 era. But right now, of course, it's... Yeah. PS5, the first ever next gen video game ever announced. It's the watchdogs of this generation some might say. And it is it is definitely a 2 out of 5. I can't believe that I finished this and there's just so many little technical hiccups throughout this that just ruin your experience. People talking over themselves, animations just idling, people are like not moving their lips. It's just a disaster. Apparently um,
3: someone who reviewed it had 120 plus crashes.
2: Oh, because oh, they okay. had the golem hair physics on. Yeah, I think that's, that's why. It. I literally think that's why. Yeah, that's why that's, they removed it. But yeah, no golem hair physics, no buy. That's what I like
0: to say, too. I get it. I get it. Yeah, I'm very, you know what? I don't want to say I'm proud of you. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to. <laughs> don't encourage me. Don't encourage me. I, encourage I appreciate me. your enthusiasm for this. I love the notes. I love yeah. the presentation of this whole Thank thing. You. Thank you. Yeah. Th- would, would you say that this is the worst game of 2023? Oh, Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, what else? What would be Redfall,
2: right? I mean, (laughs) (laughs) remember
3: when everybody was like, "Crime Boss Rock City, worst game of the year." Fuck you, baby. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Gollum is definitely the worst game of the year. Where does Forspoken stand on all this? I don't.
2: I mean, that's a real game though. Like okay. that's a game that you know that's what I mean. Like,
0: that's a Golem, real video game that you could feel like this real is, game. No, this does not feel like a real video. For Spoken yeah. is a two out of five because like it's the type of game that like really should have been higher. Yeah. This is a two out of five because <laughs> it's not a one because he found some elves. He found some elves
2: <laughs> that like, help, helps. But I will say, okay, make okay, things make two sense. positives, real quick, right? One positive is that the game has really pretty level design. Not good level design pretty level design it's very big it's very it's like a large world and it, they put a lot of work into that one two when you die which I've died like maybe 200 times this game because mm-hmm. you're jumping and then you fucking don't know where you're going also by the way this guy's jumping like a frog. <laughs> is Smeagol and Gollum jumping like a frog? I didn't know this, but whatever. He's jumping all over the they place. They got to figure out his. They didn't show Look him jumping line.
1: enough oh, God, in can't. the movies. And so they had to figure that.
2: They and had to take liberties. So when you die, game. you immediately go back. Like the, the loading is real fast. So that's my t- second of only two <laughs> positives that I can have. That's damn And that's why two out of five. SSD. Two positives. Two positives. Let's go. Let's <laughs> go. Let's go. God. See all right. Well, Gollum. are you guys going to play Gollum? No, (laughs) no, fuck it. Yeah, I think I'm going
0: to pass on this
2: one. Yeah, oh, he also has Detective Vision, by the way. Yeah, it's called Gollum Vision, literally. Get the fuck out of here. That's literally what it is. Is that a lore thing? No, if you go into the settings, it says one of the buttons is Gollum Vision. It also doesn't work. (laughs) Did he ever say the words, my precious? Oh! Yeah? This guy is fucking saying precious all the time. He doesn't have the precious. This 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 takes place after The Hobbit, right? So he doesn't have this fucking ring, but he just is like, precious, precious, precious. (laughs) Just like all we got. That's all we fucking got. Mm. They only say precious. God. Oh, You've convinced god. me on the two out of five. Oh god! It might now. I'm saying that loud lot. Fuck it. One out of five. Fuck this game. <laughs> oh, yeah, there we go. go. there we go. <laughs> I'm done. Oh my god! You gotta
1: love it, Roger. Thank you so much for thank your sacrifice. You so yeah, much. you can take the chair. Oh man. Fuck. I, I, I might rename this episode. <laughs> like, I was gonna go the PlayStation route, but maybe I will. <laughs> just title it our first one out of five <laughs> video game review. All right. Him. speaking of the number five story yes. number five i was like what is the worst segue i can make right now story oh, number like five it. alan wake 2 is coming to uh, summer game fest this was tweeted out tweeted out by summer game fest uh, a couple hours before this show uh this story is a monster and monsters wear many faces on june 8th S- at sam lake rmd gives us the first look at raw gameplay of alan wake 2 yep. live on stage with jeff keely at summer game fest don't use the word raw. hey I, they said it you know <laughs> Raw gameplay.
3: Raw gameplay, not edited. That's how I, that's, yeah, that's how I label my B-roll. If it's not being Whenever edited, I get that. Yeah, whenever I
1: say raw, it. I mean not edited. Yeah. Yeah. 1000 yeah. yeah. percent yeah. Going in unedited.
0: <laughs> Going in unedited, everybody.
3: <laughs> yeah. Uh how do you I hear it's longer if it's unedited,
1: you know? No, it's not it's not. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: confidence in which bless said no it's not and then the high-pitched laugh of Barry. i've never heard him hit those levels those oh, tones
3: fuck. that's the highest pitch i've ever gotten naturally without like doing a kevin impersonation holy
0: shit. oh that was good uh, holy that fuck. was good
1: so what i was gonna ask like what, how, where do you stand on announcements before the announcements right like showing us your cards early because now we know that Mortal Kombat 1 and Alan Wake 2 are going to be at Summer Game Fest I'm sure Jeff Keighley is going to reveal more stuff that
0: is going to be at the show do you like uh, Jeff doing it this way it depends on what it is. I think for those two examples, yeah, let us know. Let us know mm-hmm. we can just expect this. like, and so then, when we're in it, we just know, hey, we're getting some gameplay here. Let's just we can strap in, get some popcorn, chill out. you know? <laughs> I feel like uh, there's so many things we judge when it comes to watching these showcases because we watch so many of them where we want to get answers to questions. We want surprises we want deep dives but we also don't want too deep of a dive right Mm -hmm. we don't want to see too much of a thing pacing matters we need like highs and lows there's like so many things we're looking for so i think that giving us kind of an expectation of like the vibe in some ways is good um i don't like it when like surprises and reveals are announced or like i don't like when sonic starts tweeting out like like hey, like the important dates coming up, oh, and yeah. it's just like then you start speculating the ways of the Sonic games. We haven't
1: talked. We never talked about that on the sh- on the yeah. show. I didn't know whether to include it or not, but yeah, like Sonic tweeted out earlier this week. Uh, like a uh, oh man, our week-, week is all booked up or whatever with like a picture of a calendar. And I never, I'd never like understood what that. Oh wait, what's this going on in the Minecraft Sonic stuff? Hold on,
0: that was a couple days ago.
1: Minecraft Sonic Textures. Interesting. Um, but yeah, they tweeted out. Oh, wait, what's this going on here? Oh, There's a Sonic pair of Crocs? Mm-hmm. A lot going on in the Sonic world. <laughs> you're missing out on all these Sonic awesome <laughs> Holy stuff? cow, man. Yeah, so I swear to God, like, Sonic is announcing like, a new product daily, and it's really hard to keep up with.
0: The World Tour. The, uh, the World Tour? Is that the Sonic World Tour? They announced the-, the-, the World Tour of the orchestra, bless. Wait, when? So Was right recent? now, like, this week. Yeah. What? They've been making a whole bunch of announcements. But yeah, so they're doing the World Tour. Right now, there's only two dates. Which I think it's Ooh, London and L.A. at the LA? Dolby Theater. But here's the thing. I, uh-huh. I imagine they said there's going to be more dates. that you they think they're going to come soon. to SF? I think that they are. But if they if they don't, mm-hmm. we're going to L.A. Oh, right. yeah.
1: If they don't, I'm escaping from the city and I'm going to L.A. Let's fucking Let's go. Let's freaking go. But,
0: yeah, like Sonic
1: on May 22nd tweeted out, sorry, got plans with just a picture of a calendar. And then you pointed out uh, when we we're in the office that, like, this looks like a Sonic Mania art style a little bit. Right, and I'm like, ooh, okay.
0: Don't give me help, everybody.
1: What's going on? And like my, when you said that earlier in the week, they had like a squiggly line under Wednesday. So in my mind, I was like, what if they're at the PlayStation Showcase and they didn't end up showing up at the PlayStation Showcase? But yeah, it's it seems like one of those like not not concrete enough things to where I can say that they're teasing something, and I don't want to get too excited. Yeah. Because you see what
0: happens when we get too excited for things. I mean, hey, yeah. we're talking about Sonic here, though. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, <fair>. It's, it's <laughs> a little fair. bit different. Um, but yeah, it's, going back to your question here, is, I just think that, especially when it comes to Summer Game Fest, where it, it, Jeff Keighley's events are unique in that everyone is there. Everyone can be there at the very least. Yeah. Like, it's not just PlayStation, means we're not getting a Nintendo announcement. We're not going to get an Xbox first party, whatever. At a Summer Game Fest or a Game Awards, literally any of those things could there could happen um even if they're not official partners to summer game fest or keely uh himself so um the more kind of information and big ticket items like this we get i think that it kind of like helps frame what these events are not only to us but also to the rest of the general public that might see this and be like oh i'm interested in in this and i'm going to check out summer game Fest because of that
1: uh bear i'm going to need to bring up footage of the sonic crocs because i want to know how I can get put on the Sonic press list to get these Crocs? I'm all about it. I haven't, I haven't worn Crocs since I was in middle school, but I'm very happy to go back.
0: Were you a Croc enthusiast in middle school?
1: No, I just had one pair. In fact, they weren't even Crocs. <laughs> they were pay less shoes. They're knockoffs. Yeah, they're pay less shoes. Um, air Airwalks, I believe, is what they're called.
0: Love that. Yeah. Well, love those things. Now you can wear Sonic ones. These look like Sonic shoes. Bless you, too. Can go fast.
1: They, oh man, they look exactly like Sonic shoes. Oh, God, Tim, I'm, I'm very excited about the, the prospect of rocking some
0: Sonic shoes someday. Mm-hmm. But that day, is just so far away. Yeah. If I want to know what's coming out to Mom and Shops today, where would I look? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform is listed by the Kind of Funny Game Station host each and every weekday. I've never worn Crocs ever, not a single time in my life. and people say they're comfortable and looking at them, I just don't believe you.
1: I just don't believe you. Yeah. They're really comfortable. Yeah? Yeah. I love them.
0: I got to get some Crocs. I got to see. Got to test.
1: Out today, we got Hello Neighbor, Search and Rescue for PSVR 2, Quest, PSVR, and PC. Maquette for Switch, The Case of the Golden Idol for Switch, Lord of the Rings Golem for PS5, Xbox Series X, PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Crimin. Crimin? Uh, Mercenary Tales for MetaQuest 2 and Pico. Above Snakes for PC. Railway Empire 2. For PC, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, and Xbox Series X. Landlords Super for PC. Do Not Feed the Monkeys, 2099 for PC. Cassette Beasts for Xbox Series X, Xbox One, and Switch. End of Lines for Switch. Evil Wizard for Xbox One, Xbox Series X, and PC. Golden Idol Mysteries for uh, The Spider of Lanka for Switch. Mm-hmm. Hello, Good Boy for PC and Switch. Ew. Hello, Ki- that's what they said. That's the name know, of the but game. You didn't need to say it. That that's way. the name of the game. What can I tell you? Uh, Hello, Kitty and Friends Happy- Happiness Parade for Switch shinobi non grata for pc celasta crown of the magister palace of ice for pc and then super mario advance 1 2 and 3 on switch let's go new date for you disgaea 7 valves of the virtuous is coming to the west on october 3rd for north america and october 6th for europe on ps4 ps5 switch and pc what what game is this barrett
3: We'll take a guess
1: i just read a lot of games this hello good boy
3: this is do not feed the monkeys 2099 Oh. oh, you can't have Whoa. a title like that, and I'm not gonna pull it up. Yeah, oh.
0: that's good. This looks interesting. <laughs> yeah, like a lot. Yeah, this is, I don't know how I describe this. It's got
3: this. the vibes of like the uh, old school uh, Lucas Arts game.
1: Deal of the day for you: you got free Prime gaming titles for June. You're getting Goku Two, Mutation Nation, Soccer Brawl, Overtop, The Super Spy, Top Hunter, Steam World Dig Two, Neverwinter Nights Enhanced Edition, Autonauts, Ravida. Rogue Book, Once Upon a Jester, and Gems of Destiny, Homeless Dwarf. Jesus. They're just naming games anything nowadays. Anything. (laughs) Tim. I don't like it. Now it's time for a quick squad up from Frank Furter, who writes in and says, Good morning, Blessing and Tim. It's my yearly day to write in and remind everyone to go wish one of our favorite mods a happy birthday. I'm talking about the one and only Nanobiologist. Today, the lad becomes an old, a finely aged cheese, a fantastic glass of wine, mick has turned 30 happy birthday mick i hope your day and weekend are filled with fun times and i'll see your ass in diablo 4 next week love you bud frank furter hell yeah man happy birthday happy birthday nanobiologist go buy some crocs let me know what i should do for my 29th year of life nana for the whole year for the whole year tweet at me should i go skydiving should i buy some property where should i buy that property let me know
0: this uh woman named cynthia for her 50th birthday she Mm -hmm. celebrated for the entire year yeah what'd she do uh, well, she, she branded it 50 Cent. <laughs> Did you make this up? No. Okay. <laughs> no. If you made that up, I'll be very disappointed in you. Yeah, I didn't make it up, but it is A Real Housewife of Atlanta. It's not somebody I personally know, Okay, but I know of her. 50 Cent. Terrible. It, 50 Cent. Okay. Like C Y N T, as opposed to C-E-N-T. Yeah, I, I get the pun, but it's yeah. just very bad. 50. It's ve- It's 50 a very bad pun. I'm not saying it's good. Yeah. I'm just letting you know the facts. That she did this okay
1: now it's time for kind of slash you're wrong rewrite it and let us know what we got wrong as we got it wrong so we can correct it for those watching later on youtube and listening later on podcast services around the globe uh, uh you're wrong not for the show um it's so you're wrong about greg saying peanut butter and chocolate uh let's see in reference to yesterday oh uh the metal gear solid collection also includes metal gear one and two I guess that's worth, that's worth mentioning. That's from Kebabs and Christian. Get
0: Buck- Real Buckley. quick, going off on the Metal Gear collection again, because I'm, I'm going to do this, bless. Yeah. One of the things that concerns me is we've gotten so many amazing collections recently, even Konami collections. Getting the, the Ninja Turtles Kawabunga collection was awesome. The reverence shown to the franchise and going through the menus and seeing like the different versions of the games and all that, and it was awesome. Seeing this, I just don't get filled with that level of like, oh, I think they're going to do that. And I could totally be proven wrong, but... When they showed the Calabunga collection with the same type of imagery they showed the Metal Gear Master Collection thing with, we saw a lot more information and like bullet points of it's gonna have this and this and versions of whatever. Here, I don't get the vibe we're gonna get the subsistence and substance versions of the of the games. Mm-hmm. I feel like that would be getting those would be a big step in the a direction that I'm like, all right, cool, at least there might be some love put into this. Yeah. The thing is we've gotten this collection on almost every generation of consoles for the last yes decade plus
1: so tomorrow's hosts for kind of funny games Daily are gonna be tim mm-hmm. and me back at it like a bad habit if you're watching this live after this we're doing our post show answering your youtube super chat questions so stay tuned with snowbicle michael uh remember this has been kind of funny games daily each and week at uh, 10 a.m live right here on youtube.com slash kind of funny games and twitch.tv slash kind of funny games we run you through the nerdy news you need to know about until next time game daily